Hello and welcome to the Beach House 34 True Crime and Paranormal Podcast. And welcome to all of our new subscribers and a very, very warm welcome to all of our loyal listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is the reading of the Darley Routier trial testimony. And we are on day seven of the trial. And this occurred on January 15th of 1997. On this day, there are four witnesses and they begin with Officer David Main. Officer Charles Hamilton follows him. And then there is a gentleman by the name of Oki Williams and then James Cron. Now, in the last episode, we left with the defense still wanting to ask Officer Maine a few more questions. So his testimony will be the focus of this episode. Now, Officer Maine at the time was the crime scene photographer and manager of the evidence section for the Rowlett, Texas Police Department. Now, his testimony, even on this following day. Now, remember, the previous day he had been on the stand the entire day. It kind of bled over into, for lack of a better term, bled over into the following day. It's still a pretty long testimony. So this episode will focus on the remainder of his testimony. And if you want to hear um, all of Officer Main's testimony, begin with episodes number 65 and it goes through 68. So it's 65, 66, 67, and then 68. And I will also have these available to you in the show notes. So before we begin, as usual, let's uh, recap quickly what we learned in the last episode. In the previous episode, we learned about the evidence bags that held important clues in the case. And specifically, the sock that was found in the alley. Now, however... Uh, Officer Main had taken the sock. He had put it into the back of his car. It was unsealed and then it was tested later. So essentially what the defense is trying to do is paint a picture of potential evidence tampering. We also learn that the photos, especially the ones that were taken near the couch, showed that the evidence at the scene was moved so that he could take further pictures. The defense, again, plants doubt in the abilities of this police department to properly handle a case like this. We also learn that photographs need to be taken at a 90 degree angle. And this is so that the blood spatter analysis can be properly analyzed. But Officer Main admits that many of these photos were not taken this way. Photographs, if they're taken the right way, show a far more accurate picture of the scene. And he also admits that he did not use a ruler for scale on some of these blood spatters, which is critical. We then learn about the telephone that not only had been moved, but had blood on it that was not processed. And the same goes for the vacuum cleaner that was just laying in the middle of the kitchen. No fingerprint analysis was done on this at all. And then there's Darley's blood-stained t-shirt, which was casually tossed into a bag without regard to keeping the actual blood patterns intact. And then there's the fact that the pieces of glass on the kitchen floor, including the wine glass stem, weren't even collected. So far, 
we've learned that while the department probably thought that they were doing their best, for a crime this big and this horrendous, they seemed to be out of their league. There were so many unanswered questions at this point that maybe, maybe they could have all been answered if the evidence at the scene would have just been handled properly. So today, as I mentioned, we're going to head into the final piece of Officer Main's testimony, which, if you remember, was stopped the previous day because it was late in the afternoon and the judge didn't want to keep the jury in the courtroom. They had already been there all day long. And also, again, as I had mentioned at the beginning of this episode, there are four witnesses on this day. And it starts with Officer Main. And then we have Officer Charles Hamilton, who was a patrolman and a crime scene officer who processed the Routier home for fingerprints. Next, there is Oki Williams, an employee at Bank One in Rowlett, who denied a loan for Darren. And then the first portion of the testimony from James Cron. Now, James Cron is a retired crime scene analyst who claimed that at the scene at the Routier home, it had been staged. And the person who committed the crime was someone from within the home. Again, as I also said, the remainder, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to keep repeating myself, but the remainder of Officer Main's testimony is quite long. So this episode will be just solely his testimony. The next episode will contain the testimony of Officer Charles Hamilton. And then after that, we'll just move on to Oki Williams and James Cron in the same episode after Officer Hamilton. So let's get on with the remainder of Officer Main's testimony. Mr. Mosty from Darley's defense team starts off by resuming his questioning. And Mr. Mosty starts off with, uh, did you tell me yesterday that you took notes as you went through things, as you did things, you took notes? After I got back to the station, I jotted down some notes. And the court then says, what have we got here? Just speak as loud as you can. I think we have some electrical problems over here this morning. You just have to talk as loud as you can. Sorry. The witness then says, they're computerized generated. They are on the computer. Mr. Mosty then says, so it's accurate to say that yesterday when you were referring to taking notes, you were not take talking about jotting down something at 5.50 a.m. or 6.15 or whenever it was. Basically, on the notes that I had was on the evidence tags. And then I went back and did a computerized typed report. Okay, let me hand you a sheet of paper that was provided to me this morning. Is this what you referred to as your notes? Yes, sir. You referred to those yesterday. Yes, sir. And those are the notes you didn't have yesterday. Yes, sir. And they were faxed in last night. Yes, sir. And are these likewise kept on a computer? Yes, sir, they are. So somebody, you could just call up there and somebody in Rowlett could pull this up on the computer. Well, they did it on my computer. Yes, sir. So somebody else can have access to your reports. That particular one, yes, sir. Well, what about the others? 
they are in a file of mine that has my password. Okay, but this one, somebody could get access to those notes? Yes, sir. And somebody could change them if they got in there on that computer. They are not changed, as I looked at them. Well, I understand that, but someone could change them, couldn't they? They could get to it, yes, sir. And they are undated. It doesn't say June 6th? No, sir. Or January 15th? It's just my notes. All right. Yesterday, we talked about you collecting evidence, and you described as you went through collecting towels and different stuff, we haven't gotten to the blood yet. Let's just talk about the things you picked up. And did I understand that you were essentially in charge of collecting physical evidence there at the scene? Partly, yes, I was. Who else was? If I'm not mistaken, Officer Hamilton. He is a fingerprint guy, isn't he? Yes, sir. What about picking up things? You know, glass, the wine glass? I picked up some glass, yes, sir. So were you the primary one who was assigned, Officer Main? I want you to, you know, so we can keep this all straight. Yes, sir. I picked up most of the evidence. You picked up everything? Yes, sir. Okay. And your supervisor in the crime scene or the crime evidence unit is whom? David Neighbors. But he didn't really pick up much of anything, did he? No, sir. So would it be fair to say that you were primarily in charge of documenting what you found there at the crime scene in terms of photographs and picking up of evidence? Collecting, yes, sir. Collecting of evidence. And as part of that, you knew, and part of your training, you knew that later forensics people would be looking at some of that evidence, don't you? Yes, sir. And by forensic, we mean people like blood analysis, any kind of person who might look at that and need to analyze that evidence. Yes, sir. And that is common, isn't it? Yes, sir. And then, you know, that those folks are going to have to rely upon the integrity of what you do. Yes, sir. Don't you? Yes, sir. And that is the reason the court then says, it's working now. Mr. Mosty says, all right. Witness says, okay. Mr. Mosty continues. And that is why you have never put, for instance, like the bag you got from Zimmerman, you would never put two pieces of evidence in the same bag. For myself, there was an instance where I put in some evidence. If it was collected together, yes, I did put it together. What are you talking about? What piece is that? I guess, for instance, all of these papers, you put those together? That's correct. What else? There was a couple of rags in the hallway, and those were bloody rags, weren't they? Yes, sir. And you know better than to put two bloody items in the same bag? Well, they were collected together. But you know better than to do that, don't you? And the witness does not respond. Where were they collected together? In the hallway. They were both in the hallway? Yes, sir. I'm going to show you exhibit number 29. And you are talking about these two items in the hallway? Yes, sir. All right. So what are those? Rags. Rags? Yeah. One of them larger than the other? 
Yes, sir. Is one, does one appear to be a towel? Yes, sir. Some type of towel. Okay. And your story right now is that you pick those up and put them in the same bag because they were close by each other. Yes, sir. And let me show you these two. First, let me show you this bag. Is this the bag that you picked up these two white towels in? Yes, sir. Okay. Now, I want you to tell me, how different are they in size? One is a little bit larger than the other. Is that consistent with the difference in size that you see in photograph 29? Well, they are the same. So, your testimony is that the larger towel, the larger of these rags, is the larger one shown in Exhibit 29. Yes, sir. And are you going to, are you going to stay with the idea that it is good police work to put two bloody items in the same sack? Well, again, I collected both of them because they were there together. My question was, is that good police work? To me, yes, sir, they were together. Okay. Now, and these were both bloody? A little bit, yes, sir. And they were both wet with blood? They were dry partially when I collected them. Uh, partially wet, partially dry. Yes. Now, how do you pick? Did you pick them up with gloves? Yes, sir. How did you pick them up and put them in this sack? Demonstrate that for me. With the corners. You picked up a corner. Why did you do that? To not touch the majority of the so you wouldn't contaminate it, right? With my gloves, yes. Right. So as you picked it up carefully, did you have the bag sitting on the ground or what? It was up. It was like this? Yes, sir. Now, pick it up like you picked it up. And I know you had on gloves. Like this. You picked it up by a corner. Did you drop it in there? Yes, sir. Didn't do anything to fold it and the next one? Same way. Okay. So then they are in there. Yes, sir. Did you seal it then? I tagged it. Yes, sir. Put your evidence tag on it. Yes, sir. And that is the evidence tag that is missing. Yes, sir. Okay. And now, once those two bloody items are in there together, blood from one can get on blood from the other, can't it? Possibly. Drip onto the other one? Well, like I said, they were partially dry, so I'm not sure if they were dripping, but they were touching. Yes, sir. And they could soak each other on each other, right? I'm not for sure, sir. When you carry it out to the car and you set it down, that could cause blood from one to fall onto the other, couldn't it? Possibly. There is nothing to prevent blood from one of these getting on the other, is there? They were together. And is that good police work or bad police work? I consider it good police work since they were together. All right. You consider that good police work? Yes, sir. Okay. So you collected these two green rags. Were you collecting all of the rags out there? 
Not all of the rags, no, sir. You collected these two green ones. Did you collect any other rags? Yes, sir. Which one? The one in the family room? Okay. And what did it look like? It was a green and white checkered rag. Did you testify about it yesterday? Yes, sir. Anybody got any number idea on this one? In any event, you picked up another one? Yes, sir. That is in the family room? Yes, sir. Did you pick up any other rags? One out on the front porch. Okay. Did you pick up any other rags? No, sir. There were other rags there, weren't there? Yes, sir, there was. By the time you were picking up these rags, what time of day was it? Which one, sir? Well, the first one. It was approximately 8.20 a.m. Okay. And how many times had you changed gloves? I changed gloves on each, well, each instance I picked up the rags. Okay. And why is that? For, so I won't contaminate the rags with the gloves that I picked up. So that blood from your hands wouldn't go from one piece of evidence to another piece of evidence. That's correct. Isn't that right? That's correct. Contrary to how you did the two rags in here. That's correct. Where blood could go from one to the other. That's correct. Mr. Mosty then asks, uh, what is our next number? And the court then says number 30. Okay, let me show you defendant's exhibit number 30. Can you identify that? That is going to be the cover that covered one of the victims. Okay. That is a photograph you took on the 6th. Yes, sir. Okay. And 30 is taken during your very first walkthrough of the house? Yes, sir. Okay. And that is the cover that is over Devin's body? Yes, sir. Okay. Does it show a rag in it? Yes, sir. Does it show a bloody rag in it? Yes, sir. And it is, there is a yellow figure on that. I guess that underside blanket? Yes, sir. Okay. And that rag is not quite touching that yellow figure? Yes, sir. Okay. Let me show you exhibit number 31 and ask if you can identify that. That is the covers. Similar photo? Yes, sir. Is that also taken on the 6th? Yes, sir. Does that depict, is the rag in the same location as it was in the picture immediately before it? It's in the same vicinity. Same vicinity. Mm-hmm. Okay, but not the same place? Yes, sir. Care to explain? Yes, sir. It's not in the same place? Yes, sir. It is. Yes, sir, it is in the same place? Yes, it is. How do you account for the way that looks from the angle that I took the photograph? Well, yesterday when I said, remember when I stood right here and said, if you take, that sometimes photographs are distorted by the angle. Do you remember me asking you that yesterday? I remember. And you didn't agree with me, did you? Well, I don't recall. Don't you remember when I was talking about taking 90-degree photographs? The reason is so that if you get at an angle, it distorts the photograph. You don't remember that line of questioning yesterday? I remember you saying something about it. 
and you didn't agree with me, did you? To be honest with you, I don't recall. But now your story is that there is a difference between 30 and 31 because it's a different camera angle. Yes, it is. But that the, but that the rag is not moved. No. All right. Now, shortly after this, these photos are taken. The medical examiner came in, right? Yes, sir. And you saw that rag again? Yes, sir. Didn't you? Yes, sir. And you photographed it again. Yes, sir. Okay. And then you stayed at that house and started collecting rags about nine. Or were you collecting in the nine o'clock range? Eight o'clock in that area. Okay. And you didn't collect this rag, did you? No, sir. It had blood on it, didn't it? Yes, sir. It was next to the body of Devin Routier, wasn't it? Yes, sir. It was, you knew that the paramedics had been in there and had done something in that area, didn't you? Yes, sir. You knew that the paramedics had covered up the body, didn't you? Well, I wasn't aware of that. I wasn't there. Well, you knew that the medical examiner, for instance, picked up the, some of those things around Devon Routier and took them to the medical examiner's office, didn't you? Yes, sir. You saw that happen? Yes, sir. So you knew that what was next to that body was important, didn't you? Well, the blankets, yes, sir. But the rag wasn't important? I didn't say that. It was important, wasn't it? Well, it could be. It should have been collected, shouldn't it? I didn't collect it. It should have been collected, shouldn't it? I gave at that point where I didn't determine that it needed to be collected. You made that decision that it wasn't important enough to collect. I made that decision. And that was a conscious decision. That was my decision. That was your decision that that rag, which has blood on it and is next to Devin Routier's body, is not important enough to have forensics look at it? I made that decision. Let me show you Exhibit 32. Does that fairly and accurately depict the scene on two days later? I'm not for sure. I wasn't there two days later. Do you, you didn't take these photographs dated 6-8? No, sir. Well, does that depict, does that accurately depict the living room? That is the living room. Okay. Mr. Mosty then says, we'll offer number 32. And Mr. Greg Davis, part of the prosecution, says, I can't agree to that. I'm going to object. This witness has testified that he was not there on the 8th. He doesn't know how this living room looked on the 8th. For that reason, we will object to it. It has not been offered. The court then says, overruled, I'll admit the photo. Mr. Mosty then says, exhibit 32. The court then says, exhibit number 32 is admitted. And at this point, Mr. Mosty then continues to question the officer. Okay, does it have a time date on it? A date stamp? I'm sorry. Yes, sir. Two days later, the 8th? Yes, sir. Now, let me direct your attention over here by the fireplace. Are those written or printed materials? some type of material. Were there some files over there by that fireplace? I don't recall. You don't recall? No, sir. Okay. 
the rag that we have described that wasn't important enough to pick up in Exhibits 31, 30, and 31, that rag? Yes, sir. In Exhibit 32, where is it? I'm not for sure. I wasn't there. You do not know where that white rag is two days later? There is a white rag on the coffee table, but I'm not for sure if that's the rag. Well, does it appear to have blood stains on the one on the coffee table? I'm not for sure, sir. Can't tell? Can't tell. As a reasonably prudent peace officer, do you think that most likely that that rag on the table is the same one that was on the floor two days before? Mr. Greg Davis then says, I'm going to object. That calls for speculation. This witness has testified several times now that he wasn't there on the 8th. He didn't have an opportunity to look at those items in that family room, so that calls for conclusion and speculation on his part. The court then says, if you know the answer from, if you know the answer from your own knowledge, I'll let you answer. The witness then says, no, sir. Mr. Mosty continues, I am asking, as a peace officer of 10 years who has been trained in all this schooling, you can't draw a conclusion one way or the other as to whether or not that is the same rag. Mr. Greg Davis again says, I'll object again. It calls for speculation. And the court says, I'll sustain that objection. Mr. Mosty then says, my question is, can he draw a conclusion? Mr. Davis says, I'm going to object. It calls for a conclusion. The court then says, I'll sustain that object the objection unless he knows it from his own knowledge. Mr. Mosty then again says, can you give me any explanation of how a white rag would jump from the floor onto the table? And again, Mr. Davis says, I'm going to object that is arguing with the witness and calling for speculation. The court then says, well, I'll overrule that one. If he has any idea, then I'll let him answer that one. Mr. Mosty then says, do you have any idea how that white rag jumped up on the table? Somebody could have put it up there. And that would be bad police work, wouldn't it? No, sir. That is good police work to leave it there for two days, pick it up and put it on the table. Was it ever collected? I don't know. I wonder where it is. Mr. Greg Davis says, I'm going to object to that. The court then says, I'll sustain the objection. That is speculation. Mr. Greg Davis says, that is speculation. We will see in just a moment where it is. Mr. Mosty then says, did you collect the green container, the plastic container? No, sir. That is like the rag on the floor. You made a decision that that wasn't important? That's correct. And you didn't inventory it? No, sir. Let's cover these file folders, if we can, or the papers that you collected. Again, we will do States Exhibit 150. And is that a later photo? Yes, sir. The one that shows what? A pad on top? Yes, sir. Okay. Exhibit number 25, that shows file folders, and that is after you have picked them up and moved them around? Yes, sir. And photograph them? Yes, sir. Exhibit 23 is, and let me show you 24, too. Why don't you just tell me which is the earliest order? Which is the earliest photograph we have here? Right here. All right. And tell me, how many green folders are up there? I'm not for sure. 
two or three in that area. Four, maybe? I'm not for sure. I think there was three. That is the condition that those folders were in when you first saw them? Yes, sir. They weren't like we have them here in evidence laying out, were they? No, sir. All of these notes about wills and all of that stuff, none of that stuff was laying out, was it? It was inside of the green folders. It didn't appear that anybody had been sitting there and reading that stuff or going through it that night, did it? They could have. I don't know. I wasn't there. Well, if they did, they would have to file it back in the folders? Possibility. A possibility. Well, I mean, I wasn't there. Okay. But there are no loose papers out on top of those green file folders, are there? No, sir. And those file folders, did they have labels? Yes, sir. What were the labels? I'll be honest with you. I don't recall what was on the labels on the file folders. And of course, you didn't do anything to inventory them. After I got back to the station, did you take them all out of the files? Yes, sir. I looked through them. Okay, there at the scene? Some of them, yes, sir. In the living room? Yes, sir. Did you spread them out on a table or what? No, sir. I just took them out of the green folders. Did you put them back in the same folder? Yes, sir. Okay. Then you took all of the folders down and you checked them all into evidence. Yes, sir. Okay. Now the second one, the second defendant's exhibit number 25. Is that, uh, no, that wouldn't be second in time, would it? 24, would that be before 150? Or can you tell? I don't know if it was or not, because I had different things laid out on top. I just went through them and photographed them on top. As you moved them around, you photographed them. Yes, sir. Okay. I want to hand you what I have marked as a green folder, Exhibit 33, with a number of papers in it. And I've marked as Exhibit 34 one of those papers in there. Tell me, is that the evidence that you collected? Is that the remainder of the papers? Some of the papers are in evidence. Is that the remainder of the papers and the file folders and stuff that you collected? It appears to be some of them. Yes, sir. Some of them. Well, there were so many, I don't know if that is all of them or not. Is there any way to know? With the bag that I had tagged, I would be able to know. But taking it out of the bag, you got one of these paper sacks somewhere? I had one. Okay. But there is no way to know today whether or not all of these papers that were there are here. Is that what you're telling me? No, sir. The ones, the tag that I had that was put into evidence, everything was there. Okay. And did you identify all of these things? I looked through them. No, I didn't identify everything on the tag, but I did look through them and pack them together. Okay, and you, there is no way you could recollect what was in there and what was not and what might be gone. Everything that I packed is there. Whatever was put into the courtroom is here. And that was everything you picked up? Yes, sir. Okay. Now explain to me why I don't have four green folders, three or four green folders rather than just one. I'm not for sure. 
There are three or four green folders in that photo, aren't there? Yes, sir. And you collected all of them? I collected many of them. Yes, sir. Well, did you collect all of them or many of them? I collected what I had in the bag. Okay. And this one is that what I am holding in my hand is exhibit number 33. Yes, sir. That is some of it. Yes, sir. Is it all of it? Everything that I had in the bag, there were so many papers. I'm not for sure. Well, let's don't focus on papers for a minute. Let's focus on green folders. This one that you do have says birth certificates and licenses. Yes, sir. And there are three or four others. Did they have labels on them like that? I don't think so. I'm not for sure. You can't remember? I can't remember. And they are gone? Where are they? I don't recollect. I don't know if I... I don't remember if I collected just one or all three. You don't remember if you collected all of these folders or not? Correct. Well, then if you didn't collect them, wouldn't they show in some photograph in the room, like this white rag that you didn't collect? Wouldn't we be able to go to some photograph and say, there are the other green folders that Officer Main didn't collect? I'm not for sure. Mr. Greg Davis then speak, speaks up and says, Your Honor, I'm going to object to that. It calls for speculation. We don't know which photographs, what date, or anything. The court then says, I'll sustain that objection as the question is phrased. Mr. Mosty continues, Are there any photographs that you are aware of that photograph these file folders after Exhibit 25? I don't know. You are not? I didn't take any? No, sir. I don't know. You didn't take any. And Exhibit 25, you told me yesterday that you picked that up and you set it down on the couch there and photographed it. And then you took it to your car, didn't you? I took some of it. Yes, sir. Yesterday, did you tell me you took it all? I don't remember. Don't you remember? I was asking you. I said, what did you do? And you said, first you said, I picked it up. I went straight to my car with it. Yes, sir. And then I showed you this photograph, 25. And then you remembered that you had not gone straight to your car, but that I photographed it. You had photographed it. Yes, sir. You remember that. Yes, sir. Okay. And now you are not sure whether or not you picked all these up and took them to your car or not? I went through the papers and the papers that I felt like were pertinent, I collected. Okay, well, for instance, some of what you thought was pertinent is Defendants Exhibit 21 and 20, right? Yes, sir. And you thought those were important? Yes, sir. And tell the jury what 20 is. It's a Pet Rest Memorial Park burial. Okay, and that is for the burial of a of a cat. Is it? Yes, sir. In August of 19... August 1st of 1995? Yes, sir. And you thought that that was important and that you should collect it? Yes, sir. Did you also collect a receipt? What is that receipt? Exhibit... What is the blue exhibit number on there? Number 21. Right. It's a bronze and granite headstone, it looks like. 
headstone, I guess, for a cat? Yes, sir. In July of 95? Yes, sir. And you thought that was important evidence? Yes, sir. Okay, and so you collected it? Yes, sir. Now, this is at, is this the time, the same time, that you are making the decision that the bloody towel by Devon is not important? No, this was later on in the day, sir. This is after you have already decided the towel is not important. You decide to let the cat, that the cat burial is important? Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. Now, 33, and I'm not going to belabor all of this stuff, but I want to point out a few things. All of the things that I'm holding in my hand on 33, those are things that you thought were important to this investigation? Yes, sir. And these are all of the things that you collected? Yes, sir. And let me show you, for instance, Exhibit 34. What is Exhibit 34? It's an attorney at law addressing to the routiers. What is it dated? October 5th, 95. Okay. Do you have a will? Mr. Greg Davis then says, objection. It's irrelevant that this witness has. Mr. Mosty says, I'll get somewhere with it. Mr. Greg Davis says, I'm going to object again. It's irrelevant whatever he has. The court then says, I'll sustain the objection right now. I'll sustain that objection. Mr. Mosty then continues, this is a letter from a lawyer to the routiers on October 5th, 1995? Yes, sir. Why don't you read it to the jury? Dear Mr. and Mrs. Routier, I am sorry we were unable to get together recently to discuss your estate plan. Enclosed is a brochure giving you an idea of my areas of practice and a map for your convenience in finding my office. If you will call my office so we can reschedule you for a convenient time for you to come in for a no-charge office conference to discuss this matter, I understand you are expecting a new arrival. I hope everything goes well. Awaiting your call, I am very truly yours, Charles Hirsch. Okay, and that is a lawyer who wrote them a letter about an appointment they couldn't make. Yes, sir. Okay, and let me ask you. There are a lot, there are a bunch of notes in here that were introduced yesterday about what I would call like a note about something that someone wanted in a will. Yes, sir. Does it appear to you that those notes, what I would like to be in my will, go with Exhibit 34? Mr. Davis then says, objection. It calls for speculation on the part of this witness. The court says, I'll sustain that objection. Mr. Mosty says, okay, and then continues to question. Were they found in the same file? In the same area? Yes. In the same file? Yes, sir. The notes about the will were found in the same file from the letter from the lawyer? Yes, sir. Did you collect that file? Did it say will or something on the outside of that file? I don't recall. I know I recovered or recovered some birth certificates in that area. Okay. Were all of the birth certificates in one file? I believe so. Okay. Was the marriage license in a file? I don't remember which file, but yes, it was in that area. Okay. And the birth certificates and licenses, this green folder marked 33, is that where the birth certificates and the licenses were? Yes, sir. 
Is that where these social security cards were? I don't recall. Is that where these hospital records were? To be honest with you, I don't recall. They were laying out. Was there a separate one that talked about health, shots, children's shots? I don't recall that. You don't recall a file like that. No, sir. All right. Let's go on to some of this other stuff that you chose to collect. Let me hand you a stack of items that you collected that day. Can you see them all right? Yes, sir. Okay. One is, I didn't mean to pick that up, but that is a card for an optometrist. Yes, sir. Okay. And what are all these other things? Just clippings of magazines, of furniture, of pillows, shades, of rugs. Is that what they are? Yes, sir. And this is of shower curtains. Yes, sir. Of drapes. And this was some of the evidence that you thought was important enough to collect. No, sir, it was just in the file, and it went along with the file. I didn't collect it just because it was, that was clippings. Did you pick, so you didn't go through it to decide what was important? I went through a lot of it, yes, but whatever was in the file, no, I didn't, okay. It went along with the file. Well, did you pick up every piece of paper in there or not? I went through a lot of the paper there, yes, sir. Did you leave some? Yes, sir. And you chose to keep some? Yes, sir. I see a number of cards in here of, here is a card of, what is that? Ted R. Quick. Some kind of furniture? Collectibles. Yes, sir. Charles Hirsch. That is the lawyer who talks about the estate plan. Yes, sir. In Exhibit 34. Same name. Okay. For instance, were the doctor's cards in the same file with some of these records, some of the medical records, immunization records? I don't recall if it was in the same folder. Do you remember brochures about going on trips? Yes, sir. What file were they in? I'm not for sure. I just went through different files. Why didn't you take an inventory of what these items were with the list so we would know what you took and what you didn't take? Because I just took a, I wrote on the evidence tag what the bag was, and that was my list. Did you type up a list of the items taken? Yes, sir. An evidence report? Yes, sir. Let me hand you a six-page document and ask you if this is your, if that is your evidence report. Yes, sir. Can you identify on there where you described all of these papers you picked up? Yes, sir. Right here, number 69. Number 69. Yes, sir. And your reference here, there is birth certificates, steno pads, papers, insurance policies of Darren and Darley Routier. Yes, sir. So you listed three things out of all that you collected. Yes, sir. So there is no way to verify what went in that bag and what was kept out of that bag, is there? No, sir. I can verify what I put in there. As this or as this? As that. What, where are the other green folders then? I just collected that one. You now know that you collected just this one. Yes, sir. You chose that one and left the others? Yes, sir. What about the papers in the others? Did you put it in that one? 
papers that I collected, yes, sir. You took them out of the green folder and put them in your evidence bag. Yes, sir, in the sack. So there is no way to go back and reconstruct whether the life insurance policies were in an insurance file, whether the birth certificates were in a certificate file, whether the medical records were in a medical records file. We can't do that now, can we? No, sir, we're not at the scene. Now, while you're marking this process or making this process or you're going through this decision-making process, that what went through your mind about that bloody rag, about why not to collect it? Which bloody rag, sir? The bloody rag in the middle of the floor that you didn't collect. I just didn't collect it, sir. Well, I know that. But my question is, what was your thought process on June 6th when you said, I'm not going to collect that? What was your thought process? I'm not for sure. I don't recall. Aren't you taught at the academy to inventory items, for instance, that are in a file? No, sir. You are not taught to do that? I was not. No. So you just picked up this big stack, you put it in a paper sack, and you labeled it as insurance policies, IDs, etc. Mr. Greg Davis then says, objection. That is repetitious. It's been gone into two or three times. The court then says sustained. And Mr. Mosty continues, let me show you a document here. Is this the actual evidence tag? Yes, sir, it is. And that went on the bag? Yes, sir. Stapled on the bag? Yes, sir. And what is the description that you put on there? Birth certificates, life insurance policies, steno pad with writing, papers. Exhibit 35 is in your handwriting? Yes, sir. Okay. Let me show you exhibit number, defendant's exhibit 36. Is that something you can identify? Yes, sir. Okay. And does that depict the routier home or a portion of it, the couch? Yes, sir. And Exhibit 36, is it taken on the 8th? Is that the date stamped on it? Yes, sir. And is that the pillow that is shown there? Do you know if that is the same pillow that you took the pictures of the, in, that you took the file folders pictures on, on 25? Is that the same pillow? It could be. Okay. Now, I just noticed this at 150. In that one, the pillow's on the floor, right? That is on the floor. Okay. And in 24, the pillow is on the floor, right? Yes, sir. The pillow is on the floor. And on 25, the pillow is up on the couch. A pillow is on the couch. Yes, sir. Okay. And you have already told us that you photographed the green files on top of this pillow. Yes, sir. So did you pick up the pillow off the floor and put it on the couch and then pick up the green things and put it on the pillow? No, sir. You did not do that? No, sir. Who did? I don't know. Well, in 24 and 25, the lampshade is still, the lampshade is shown, is it not? Yes, sir. And it is up on the couch? Yes, sir. Okay, and in Exhibit 150, it's not on the couch. No, sir. And we know that the latest one is 25. Yes, sir. Okay, 
So we have got one photograph, 150. Let me see what that order is. 150 comes before 25, correct? Showing you those? Yes, sir. Okay. And number 24 fits in there where? Where is 24? This is 24, is the top one. It must be. The pillow is still on the floor. Yes, sir. And the files are still over there. Yes, sir. So do these, does that one fit in between these? I don't recall, to be honest with you. You can't tell? No, sir. Okay. Now, let me get one other. The photograph of, the first photograph that you identified is the earliest. I think that is 19. The lampshade is up on the couch? Yes, sir. From these photographs, does it appear that the lampshade is up on the couch, the lampshade is down on the floor, and then the lampshade is back up on the couch? There are photos where they are down and up. Yes, sir. Up, down, back up? The way you've got them, yes, sir. The way you have got the pictures since you are sorting them. Well, I don't, I'm just trying to sort them according to how you tell me to, if you can. We know that 25 is last, don't we? Yes, sir. Okay. And we know that 150 is not at the first. Yes, sir. 24. Can you tell me where in the sequence that goes? It's different than 150, isn't it? Yes, sir. This is before this one here. Okay. So, you are comfortable with this order right here. Am I right? Yes, sir. Okay, so 24 is first. Yes, sir. Okay, now let me leave them here so that I get them right. 24 is first, and the lampshade is up on the couch, correct? It was possibly knocked over or moved when I was moving the papers. Okay, you possibly knocked it over. Number 150, the lampshade is back. That's the second in the sequence. The lampshade is on the floor. Yes, sir, it is. Okay. And the last one is 25. And the lampshade is back up on the couch. That is the thing on the far right. It, that is the lampshade. Here are the tassels. Yes, sir. So if you knocked it over, then I guess you picked it back up and put it back on the couch? It was inspected during the day, and it could have been inspected, sir. Okay, so somebody picked it, somebody knocked it down, and somebody picked it back up and put it on the couch. Possibly inspected, yes, sir. Okay, and we're not sure what sequence, what that sequence is, are we? No, sir. Okay, this photograph dated, number 36, dated 6-8, yes, sir. Does it still appear to have some files or papers there on the couch? Yes, sir, there is some on the couch. Those are ones you didn't collect? That's correct. And they were not on, they were not at that location on the 25th on the Exhibit 25. They are not there. Yes, sir. Okay, so I take it from that that they are in the green folder when 25 is taken or in those green stacks? It could be. Yes, sir. Okay. And two days later, they are sitting on the couch. Some of them. Some of them. 
Did you have any explanation about how some of the documents that you didn't collect get picked up and put back on the couch? Mr. Greg Davis says, I'm going to object to that. That calls for speculation. He wasn't there on the 8th. The court then says, sustain the objection. And Mr. Mosty continues his questioning. Do you know? Mr. Greg Davis again says, I'm going to object. He said he was not there on the 8th. The court says, well, if he knows from his own knowledge, I'll let him answer. Do you know from your own knowledge? And he says, no, sir. And the court then says, next question. Mr. Mosty then continues. You were in charge of the property list. Is that my understanding? Yes, sir. And from that, you do not know if this white rag that you didn't collect was ever collected. With all of the evidence, I'm not for sure, sir. Okay, let me just cover a couple more things. Let me show you exhibits 37 and 38 and ask you if they accurately depict the scene at the Routier home. Yes, sir. So at this point, Mr. Mosty then says we will offer exhibits 37 and 38. And Mr. Greg Davis says we would like to take the witness on voir dire, your honor. And the court then says, you may. So at, at this time, Mr. Greg Davis, the prosecutor, gets up and does his voir dire examination and asks some questions. He begins with, Officer Main, let me ask you to look at Defendant's Exhibit number 38. Does it have a date stamp on it, sir? Yes, sir, it does. Can you see it there? Is it real faint down there? Yes, it is. This is one of the photographs that you took on the 6th. Is that right? Yes, sir. Okay. Mr. Greg Davis then says, no objections to defendants' exhibits 37 and 38, at which point the court then says that they are admitted. And Mr. Richard Mosty, again of Darley's defense team, gets up to continue his questioning. The one you were just talking about with Mr. Davis was 38. That has the faint date stamp on it. Yes, sir. Is that right? Okay. That was taken on the 6th? It appears so. Yes, sir. Okay. And it was taken after you had removed the towels? Yes, sir. The towels are gone by this time? Yes, sir. And in fact, the runner has moved, hasn't it? Yes, sir. And how did that runner move? I'm not for sure, sir. In the earlier photographs, it's wrinkled up, is it not? Yes, sir, it was. And in this photograph on 38, by this time it's been moved and it's actually, it's no longer wrinkled up. It's sort of straightened out. Yes, sir. But it's laying up against the wall. Yes, sir. It has blood on it, doesn't it? Yes, sir, it does. You didn't move it, I guess. No, sir. Okay, well, here is 29. It show, shows them for comparison purposes. Number 29, the lower one, has several things in it. Does it not? Yes, sir. It has the towels. It also has this rug back there, doesn't it? Yes, sir. And by 28, some of that evidence has been collected. Yes, sir, it has. Did you collect that rug? No, sir. Who did? I'm not for sure, sir. Was it collected? I'm not for sure, sir. Okay, do you know where it was moved to? No, sir. Okay. Also, looking at 29, do you see some green stains there or some staining next to that rug? 
Yes, sir. Okay. Staining on the carpet? Yes, sir. Now, when you took this photograph, there had not been any testing done, had there? No, sir. There had been no luminol testing or any kind of chemicals put on that, no, sir, rug that would discolor it. No, sir. It was that color when you went in the house. Yes, sir. That, that discoloration. Now, Exhibit 37, does that depict the wine glass? Yes, sir. The broken part? Yes, sir. And does it show the whole stem? Yes, sir. Is the base still on it? You mean the bottom base? Yes, the flat part. Let me see. No, sir. Okay. It's the stem and part of the bowl? Yes, sir. And this, again, is a piece of evidence that you chose not to collect. That's correct. If someone were to pick up that and leave prints on it, where would they most likely leave prints? On part of the glass? At the bottom of the bowl, maybe? I'm not for sure. I don't know how they picked it up. Okay. So I wouldn't, I mean, they could leave it on any part of the glass. Well, I'm just talking about as an officer, would you suspect that perhaps one of the places might be at the bottom where the stem joins the bowl? It could have been. And you made the conscious decision. It was not necessary to pick that up. That's correct. Can you give me any idea of how many? Well, that wouldn't be a fair question. I'm not going to ask that. When you were, you were moving around the kitchen to photograph it? Yes, sir. And you went around different places? Yes, sir. When you say, and as you went in the living room, did you see evidence of foot traffic? Of the foot traffic? Yes. The first time you went in, did you see evidence of foot traffic? No, sir. None? None. You never saw that footprint behind the couch. Now, you said going in. Yes, I saw one behind the couch. Okay, that was later? Yes. Okay, when you first went in and you saw where Damon had been, did you see any evidence of foot traffic? Walking in first to the family room? Yes, walking the first time in. Now, you told me earlier, you all walked in, you all went single file around the blood. That is during the walkthrough? Yes, sir. Then you walked in and you take the photographs? That's correct. And you took some photographs right there to the left. That is in State's Exhibit 11-A, it looks like. Yes, sir. That is a photograph to the left down in this lower corner. Yes, sir. That is a photograph of immediately to the left as you walk past that entry hall? Yes, sir. Okay. Were you able to not get blood on your feet when you went down that runner? I'm not for sure, sir. Okay. When you turned and you looked over there where Damon had been in this photograph 11, did you see any evidence of foot traffic down there? I don't recall. You don't recall. Did you see any evidence? Did you see evidence of anything, any kind of activity going on at that location? Just blood. Okay. You saw no evidence of paramedics being there and intervening. No, sir. I was not there when they were there. No, I'm talking about did you see evidence in the blood that somebody had been there 
and doing something or walking through. I think there was some gauze packages, but in the blood, you didn't see any evidence. No, sir. Of that. No, sir. Okay. Did you find a blood track out in the garage? No, sir. Did you look at the bottom of your shoe? At what point? As you were coming in or out, did you check the bottom of your shoes? No, sir. Did not? No, sir. And no photographs were taken of that, I'm sure. Not of my shoes, no, sir. Okay, so you don't know whether or not you had blood on your feet or glass on your feet because you didn't look. No, I didn't look. So you don't know. No, sir. How many times have you been over your testimony? Several. With whom? The district attorney. How many times? Approximately four. Approximately four. When were they? Approximately sometime late summer. Where was that? That was at the district attorney's office. Did you make any notes of that meeting? No, sir. Did you go back and look at your reports for that meeting? When? Before or after? I looked over my notes that I had. Okay, before the meeting? Yes, sir. And the next meeting was when? Sometime in October in that area. At what location? At the, our police station. Did you have an opportunity to look over your notes before that meeting? No, sir. These meetings were with whom? Who from the district attorney's office was there? Greg Davis. Only Greg Davis? No, sir. There was more people there. He was... I don't recall. He is the only one you remember? Yes, sir. Okay, and the third meeting? Now, this is just with the district attorney's office? With anybody from the district attorney's office. I met the district attorney's office at the sometime in November or December. And where was that? At the district attorney's office. And who was there for that meeting? Greg Davis, and there were several other people. From the district attorney's office? That's correct. Okay. Do you remember any of them? Yes, sir. I don't know their names, but I know their faces. And that was the third meeting. That was in November? Yes, sir. Down at the DA's office? Yes, sir. And the fourth meeting was when? I don't recall. It was late or middle winter, I guess, late fall. That was out at 5801 Eagle Drive. Is that after the third meeting at the DA's office or before? I'm sorry. Is you told me that the third one was in November at the DA's office. November or December. And this is another one after that. It could have been before or after. I don't recall. Okay. And that is four. Any others? Yes, sir. And how many others? I have times when you've gone over your testimony. I mean, there's several other times by myself that I went over my testimony, but with the district attorney's office, it's been approximately four times. What about since you have been down here? How many times have you gone over your testimony with the district attorney's office? Couple of times. Okay. When were those? That would have been last Sunday. Okay. And last night. Okay. What about the night before last, before you took the stand? No, sir. 
went over it last night? Yes, sir. Your testimony with who? Mr. Davis? Yes, sir. About how long? 30 or 45 minutes. So if I understand, that was six meetings about? Yes, sir. Four in Dallas and two down here? Yes, sir. The meeting last night, who all was there? Greg Davis and one of the other DAs here. Mr. Shook? No, sir. Not. Wasn't Mr. Shook or Miss Wallace? It was Sherry Wallace and just the three of y'all? Yes, sir. Well, last Sunday when you went over your testimony, how many people were there? A couple. It was Miss Wallace and Greg Davis. Who else? That's it. Nobody else from Rowlett PD? No, sir. What about the meeting in November or December down at the DA's office? Who was there? There were several other officers. Several meaning three? No, more. More than that? Yes, sir. Well, all of the officers who have testified down here that you have seen down here this week, were all of them down there? Yes, sir. And y'all were in the room together? Yes, sir. Courtroom? Yes, sir. Okay. And who, did somebody play my role as the defense attorney? Question you? There was people questioning me. Yes, sir. They were cross-examining you? Yes, sir. And you went over all this stuff that I have gone over, and you went over that in great detail at that meeting, didn't you? Well, they went over some items. I take it there's some items I have covered that they didn't? I don't think so. I don't recall. You don't think so. So all of this stuff, you have been over it, every bit of it, before? Back in December and November, right? Most of it, yes, sir. And you went over most of it in the presence of all of those other officers, right? Yes, sir. Mr. Mosty then says, that's all I have. Mr. Greg Davis says, no further questions. And the court then says, all right, you may step down your next witness. Well, that was interesting, wasn't it? Uh, first, before I go any further, there were a lot of exhibits mentioned in this episode. And if you have time to go back and listen while you look at the photos, it's really helpful. I will have the photos up at the beachhouse34.com podcast site. So let's go over some of this new information. First off, Officer Main had the task of picking up evidence from the scene, and he was heavily questioned about those two towels in the hallway. He saw them, he knew there was blood on them, and when collecting this evidence, he decided that both of the towels should go into the same evidence bag. His explanation was that they were found together, so they should be collected together. Now, we all know no matter if you're a true crime fanatic or not, that when you have two pieces of evidence, even in the same location, they are still two pieces of evidence, right? They need to be separated because one might contaminate the other. Now, Maine defended his actions, saying that this is how we do things in police work. So he believed, or at least he said he believed, that it was the right call. So next, let's talk about this bloody rag next to Devin. Maine admits he didn't pick up that bloody rag near Devin's body. He thought it wasn't important at the time. 
Why in the world wouldn't you think that this was important at the time? You picked up towels in the hallway. Why wouldn't you pick this up as well? Especially since it's right next to Damon. Seems like it would be important, but Maine didn't think so. He then talks about the other stuff he collected. The papers and folders, for example. So papers for a pet burial site and a brochure from an attorney about estate planning. He talks about how he looked through these folders and put them into an evidence bag, but he didn't detail on that evidence tag what was all inside the bag. This means that if there was ever a piece of paper missing, and if it wasn't labeled, no one would ever know. He just seemed to pick and choose what to consider evidence and then leave the rest. The wine glass stem, for example, that was laying right there on the kitchen floor, what made him think that that wasn't evidence? All of this just blows my mind. It's clear that the Rowlett Police Department was completely out of their league here. They should have called in some professionals who had experience in this kind of thing. Real professionals. Now, whether or not it would have affected the outcome, I don't know. But shouldn't all of the evidence be considered? Not just what one individual with little experience in these kinds of crimes deems important. Now, Darley's defense team did a great job in the case of questioning Maine and putting some doubt into the jury's mind as to how well the Rowlett Police Department did in this case. So with all of that, in the next episode of the Darley Routier trial, we're going to hear from Charles Hamilton, who was a patrolman and crime scene officer with the Rowlett Police Department. He is the one who processed the fingerprints at the home on the morning of June the 6th. And that's all for today. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. In our next episode, we'll dive into the testimony of Officer Charles Hamilton, as I had just said. If you are enjoying this coverage of the Darley Retier trial, make sure to hit the subscribe button on your favorite platform so that you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I will be back soon with the testimony of Officer Charles Hamilton.